time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active-duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together together again. again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. It is great to be back with the team here today. The band is back. back together, even though we're spread out all across this great nation of ours. Um, Obviously, this is Sean, one of your hosts. I'm here with rich Uncle Chris. Hey, hey. Joining us from sunny Florida. Florida. He's from Florida. What are you doing down in Florida, Chris? Is it okay down there? It's okay. It's, it's it. Yeah. No. No. Sounds beautiful. Degrees. What else can I ask for? And obviously, he just let it on. But Big Sergeant Scott is back with us from the, uh, <laughs> from the, the the cool air of Colorado, where they used to send people with like tuberculosis <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. His bunkmate yeah. was. Uh, I just stepped out of the Doc iron lung. Yeah, yeah. Doc, yeah. Doc Holiday was his his bunkmate. Like covered in leeches. Right. 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 <clears throat> See, Scott was at a. Uh, actually, he was at the boats in uh, Hammond. And he started coughing up blood at a blackjack table, and they were like, "There's something wrong. We got what, what is wrong here? What's going on?" He's got is, it the the is it the unfiltered cigarettes? Is it the unfiltered cigarettes? And now he's just at the slot machines with the oxygen tank that he's been bringing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's it's kind of good. And so it's, it's I'll, take, I'll take a hundred dollars in chips and a hundred foot card. It's, it's it is honestly great to be back with everybody because like I don't know these are the shows I like the most like look I love our guests don't get me wrong they're right. fun and interesting people we've had a lot of great people on some people really great sports some people really informative. And some people are just people. And uh, when the three of us are together, I'm obviously most happy. And, and it's great that the uh, Internet and Zoom can allow us to kind of get together and see each other more than we would if we were actually in the same neighborhood. But, you know, I was realizing this. I do a lot of meetings via Zoom. And there's a phenomenon here that's never existed before, I think, in our society. In fact, there's like a thing called Zoom hotness. People can <laughs> prep themselves to look better for Zoom. And then when you meet them, you're like, man, that, oh my God. And you're like, who? You're like, Sean, how are you doing? What's going on? I'm like, hi. Yeah. Hi. Do I know Wait, you? It's like, like that sign. It's like that Seinfeld. Right. Where the, the girl's sitting right, in the right, booth. Right, yeah. Right, she's right, in the right, 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 wrong light. She's ugly. Then she's yeah, on the street. And, she's beautiful. And Tim Watley's like, ooh, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. But I realized it's like Zoom hotness. You can totally make yourself look Zoom hotness. And it gets a phenomenon. It's like, it was also like when I first. So what have you been doing to up your game? I mean, oh, totally. what... camera. It's all angles. <laughs> angles and fasting. It's all it's angles. Well, and you got fasting. you got it's the like, yellow filter on now, bro. Angles right, and right. fasting. <laughs> angles and fasting. It's like that white light's a little harsh. But uh, no, it's it's great to be back. And, uh, you know, this show, we can welcome our uh, rather humorous friend back into the mix yeah. uh, Scott and you can tell Scott is like one the of our favorite that, humans is back yeah right definitely yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little I'm a little raspy I'm a little yeah, raspy like, yeah but it's it but it adds to it it's 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 a That's big right. just read that song. script I just read that script right, I gave you right real right. slow there, there you go um he's gonna start narrating commercials about cars now like how like yeah um you want to be a Marvel what's his, man? what's his name with the white mustache that does all the like um he was in Sam, Roadhouse. Sam, Sam. Yeah, the guy that's in that new Sam uh, Elliott. Yeah, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott, the spinoff of the uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, which is good, 1883 which is, or whatever. 1893 yeah, or whatever. It's, it's actually, it's pretty good. Um, 
but you know, the funny thing was, is I was coming into the new year. I was like, God, what's ahead for us? And I, you know, I, <laughs> I, my wife totally busted me out. This is what she called me. I'm watching Dick Clark's rocking new year's <laughs> Eve and Dick Clark's dead, obviously. And whatever. And I'm watching this and I'm like, Wait, 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 first of all, were you up? First of, nobody's really in Times Square. It's like it's like literally they only allowed like, 15,000 people this year. Right. I it think, was right? crazy. <laughs> like, why, why bother? But 15,000 is the magical spot where COVID knows. Well, it's right. New Year's, so I can't really right. do anything. And COVID knew it was New Year, so it kind of laid off. And I'm watching all these people on there. I'm like, I don't know who the hell any of these people are. And I was like, literally, she goes, you know who you are? You're Gran Torino. You are literally that Clint Eastwood character that's just aged out, former military, <clears throat> angry. She's a grand tune. I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. That's going to definitely make it to the show. And if you guys haven't heard the episode of my wife and I, that's a great episode. <laughs> the line from that, Scott stole that episode. Yes, he did. Yeah. The pea yeah. stick is by the turkey sandwich. Literally, I've had so many people tell me that that's the funniest <laughs> shit they've ever heard. And I was like, wow, that's a great. So go back and please listen to those. Those are great episodes, Scott. Uh, Scott's wife, uh, Christy, is on one as well. And there's some really funny, entertaining things that we've really opened ourselves up to. But um, that's like you know, the last time I was allowed out in public since right, I was. Ab- so. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I actually, it's that like was the last episode. year. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, you know what it was? Like, I was realizing this too. Do you realize that we're 20 years in, like 22 years in to this That's century? Yeah, like this we literally, we can say, we can say shit to each other like this. You know, when we were hired at the turn of the century, like yeah, I'm well, expecting, I, I didn't even think I mean, about it like that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, what I'm we saying? were all like, worried about Y2K. Right. right? right. Yeah. And, and, and like the turn of the century, like, and when the last time they talked about the turn of the century, everybody died of influenza. It was an actual really big thing that was killing people. <laughs> you know what I mean? This time I was like, we had to settle for a, well, it's not a fake virus. Don't get me wrong. But it's Come a virus now. and it's a flu. And we can honestly religiously say that this is what Scott was affected by because he was he he rolled his own cigarettes for the longest time when I first met him. <laughs> I'm going to violate my own HIPAA by telling everybody what happened. To right. Me, so. He rolled. He actually rolled cigarettes in roll call <laughs> while we were waiting. Like, before we began tobacco. One handed. One handed. <laughs> and you're tapping that thing like you're just tapping it. We're like. Uh, the, the metal box. Can you please stop that, uh, please? Can you yeah. please stop? That? I'm not going to smoke it. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just rolling those, it. I'm just rolling it. All those shirts with a zippo. <laughs> yeah. but, Stamping it open and lighting on my pants. <laughs> we, uh, although uh, we busted him out and made a lot of jokes about the different things, like it was, you know, he had needed an iron lung. He needed, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it, like, uh, what was it? We busted him out about having a ton of paper cuts. Tons of paper cuts. Right. And things like that. Scott he is strained an eye writing a map or something. Yeah. Scott is willing to give us an account of a true police professionals, uh, account <sighs> of COVID that, um, it was at times we were like, what is going on down there? Yeah. The well, I, 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 Sean, you had it, right? Yeah, I had it like seven times, I think. It's been, but I, had like, I mean, I did but too. like, you know what? It's on top of on top of it, it's like Gulf War syndrome, so it kind of balances itself out. We don't know what any of it is. You can't really pick right. it out. You I, can't I really put a name on it. I got COVID from standing around burn pits. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in on that lawsuit, <laughs> right? right. And the hearing Asian problems that I have. I think uh, learner, learner and row are taking that one. Those guys with the ties <laughs> and the rolled up dress shirts. Twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, right, right there you go. There's a, but I think but, out of all of us, Scott had it the worst. I mean, I I oh, had it, right, I had right. it probably twice, and I mm-hmm. I mean, I was sick, but like I could move around, I could function. My daughter had it; she was out, you know, running and stuff like that. Right. Um, well, what's you know, weird so, I mean, is that 
right before I got sick was the middle of December. And I was back, I was like out running and doing, you know what I mean? Like I was running three or four days a week and whatever. And then I got sick and they thought it was bronchitis at first. And then a couple of days in, I tested positive for COVID. And then I just started going downhill and, right, right. um, it, it got so bad for those of you that are listening. I mean, I actually wound up in the hospital two times. I did one stretch in the hospital for three days where they were giving me some of those different, uh, not the antibodies, but the, uh, remdesivir one, they gave me a couple doses of that mm-hmm. didn't work. My oxygen levels were super low. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they got that straightened out, I came back home and, I guess they say, you know, when you really have COVID really bad, that those days like eight, nine, 10, I think is when they say you're supposed to kind of start turning a corner. It wasn't happening for me. Right. And I ended up back in the emergency room on Christmas Eve. And again, cause my oxygen levels were so low and they were trying to give me antibiotics because I'd had 101, 102 fever for like 10 straight days. And it was so bad. I I mean, I was like sweating through my clothes when I was sleeping and it wouldn't Mm -hmm. go away. And it was just giving me massive headaches and I couldn't eat. Um, It's like it was, was, I mean, it was really, it was really bad. I mean, I have never, when you got, when you got diagnosed with it, you were, you know, you, you came to the house a few times and, and I think even did a couple shows where I, you know, you had some type of like bronchitis. You had some. Well, that was that was I had had I'd had a respiratory thing going on before that, which <clears throat> right had like cleared up kind of not too long before that. So when I went back, you know, when I was back at the doctor, and I'm like, they say it's bronchitis. I'm like, okay, I mean, that makes right. sense. I didn't feel bad yet, and then it just came on like a tidal wave, and uh, you know, it was bad with the kids being off school for winter break, and everybody and everybody else in our house got got COVID, but um, not near what I had going on. And it was just, it was brutal. I mean, I, I didn't leave my room for a couple of weeks and just sitting and kind of spacing out and then waking up in the middle of the night coughing, like with one of those coughs so bad that you're like almost throwing up, you know, you're coughing mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, even though like they gave me some prescription cough medicine, all that good stuff. And None of it even did anything. Did you drink like, it out of that goblet? Did you get it out of that goblet? <laughs> <I did. Yeah. laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're like, you're not supposed to mix it with bourbon. You know, like, <laughs> cuts it, cuts it, man. Yeah, yeah. Cuts wait it, a right. second. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'll take Cody to make this work. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Well, I uh I guess the uh you know the one benefit of it was all the not eating as of last week, I'd lost 15 pounds. So good I for mean, you. Look at getting that. that, getting that beach body ready, you know, Come thanks on, to right, COVID. Right. right. Um, hey, down in Naples. Now you got a place you can squat. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, basically, I, are you telling me you didn't finish the advent calendar that I sent you? You're so I, did not, I did not. I just pushed it into January. I just think your advent calendar. We put, yeah. We pushed right. it over to January and, um, although I was getting heavily mocked by my children that I, they did actually have to send me home. And I was so bad. They had to put me on oxygen at home. So I was sitting around the house in my recliner chair with the oxygen on, cause my oxygen levels were getting so low. And every time I turn around, the kids are snapping a picture of me. So, you know, right. who knows what go. they're going to, what they're doing That's or have already holiday, done with that. The holiday but, card uh, for next year is you on the oxygen, you know, yeah, 100%. So, right, right, right. I said, uh, and you know, we had to cancel all our Christmas plans and everything. It sucked. It was, it was bad. So next year 
we're going to get, we're going to do a redo. I think we're going to take a vacation or something, maybe right after Christmas next year. Right, so right, I appreciate right. everybody's patience with me, but, uh, and I haven't been to work in over a month. So I'm fortunately going back next right. beginning of next month. Right. right. And, and the other thing that's good about it is your wife is like Florence Nightingale. She's like totally yeah. there for you. Like I, yeah. you know, Chrissy is like, she is very official about those things, but she's, it's almost like she's a little bit taking joy in it. Like this is purpose. Like, <laughs> she's, she's, she's standing on his oxygen yeah. too. <laughs> right. Right. She's, right. Like, she's freaking okay with work. Right. 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 Except right. like I was saying though, now that I'm better or almost back to what you'd consider normal for me. Um, she's like, you know, she works from home and it's like, okay, you know, be quiet, go upstairs. Like I'm working, leave me alone. Like, stop bothering me. Don't step yeah. into my zoom meetings. Like I'm doing that. <laughs> like, like peeking my head into the zoom meeting with my, like hams, my hams beer t-shirt on. And these people are probably like, does your husband work? Like we've seen him at home a lot. Yeah. It's COVID, you know, COVID. Like, oh, yeah, and, 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 and it's funny thing you said, like oh, getting back to normal, like, I mean, it, we've been so off normal for so long now. And like people like two years, what does that really mean? But like, when you talk about humans, we're creatures of habit and like everything because of this shutdown, you can start to see now the world's like, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Like right. we played, we, we played along. We're doing it. We try. We just need to get back to it. Like we need to learn to live with this situation. And, you know, and, and you watch what's going on anywhere you go in the world. It's like, everybody is just starting over again. Just everything is like, yeah, you know, I, anywhere you go, professors, you know, you go to a drive-thru, you go anywhere. And it's like, where is everybody? Well, nobody wants to work anymore. That's the biggest problem they're saying is like, right. well, like employers yeah. can't keep people. Cause they're like, Hey man, it was way cooler staying at home and doing right. nothing or doing what I yeah. wanted to do to come back and like listen to some guy that's asking me for a certain size screw in this section of home depot. So all of these, all of these places can't retain people. Like people are like, Hey, I liked being down. And like, that's a big, scary part of like what it means to be getting back to normal. And a lot of people say there's a lot of sinister things behind this. Like this is the plan. More and more people don't want to work. More and more people become reliant on government, more and more control of your life from government. And I, you know, whether that's true or not, I think like everything else, we're going to swing back into these things and start getting back into what's normal. But what is normal can be so easily forgotten. I think, don't you guys? I mean, like, like well, I just think, I, I think it's just been so, this is my take on it coming from Illinois to Florida that <clears throat> played nice. You played nice. Everybody tried doing stuff. And then I come down here and they're like, it's just, okay, th- this is here. It's here. And right. basically if you have a pre-existing condition, be super careful. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If not, you got to go to work. You got to live your life. We still have to go out and patrol the streets. Right. We still have right. to go out and 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 maintain and maintain peace and order. And people now, like you go to you go to some of these restaurants, and people are dancing and drink. They don't. It, it's like stop already. We've got the more that this is coming out, and the more people are getting sick and whatever. It's like people are realizing ninety seven percent of the people, ninety eight percent of the people, it's a cold. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't aren't going to to Scotts extreme, you know, being that sick. People are sick for a couple of days, and then and then it goes on. And what's happening is is the what's happening is the government is saying that you got to stay home because of this, you got to stay home with that. Where a lot of people down here in, in Alabama and some other southern states, they're just going. It's like the chicken pox when you were a kid. Everybody getting freaking bed, 
you know, a chicken pox party. Everybody from the, all the kids from the block, come Let's on over, right. eat cake, right. get it and get over it and move on. And in New Jersey, yeah. that was STDs. Everybody just get it. Just get it. Everybody's getting it. Protection. Well, who uses protection? Just get You're going to get it anyway. Well, in, like one in, of the, us. in the many, many, many hours I've had sitting in the house and watching, I've gone to the end of Netflix and back and all these other, you know, mm-hmm, right. every other show that I've watched. Right. Like here, of course, in Illinois, it's what I feel is an overreaction. I mean, you, you have... The government and the CDC and 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 people saying yes, there's this other variant, this Omicron one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out there. A lot of people are getting it, mm-hmm. and but they all pretty much say the same thing. It's doesn't seem to be as severe. The symptoms aren't as bad, and that's you know. And there there was a lot more division on that I think before, but it, it seems like everybody kind of seems to be on the same page about that with this one. Right. And uh, I noticed, that- yeah, like every everybody. He, around here and, and at the holidays, everyone was getting sick. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, my own family, myself, you guys, you know, work people, everybody that you've heard that, oh my gosh, like hey, our whole family has it. Hey, we had to put off doing Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. people are getting it. It's happening, you know, and, and thankfully most people are not getting sick to the level that I got. I think it was more of a rarity with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> not a rarity, I guess I should say, but like typically, you know, people are not getting as sick as I do. Yeah, but I so, think you're one of the ones, like I said before, you're the one of the ones that just before you got sick, <clears throat> you were just getting over that other respiratory thing. So I think that right. had something to do with it. They were it, so yeah, it might together. have. And and my doctor even and said, I'm a doctor, you know. well, it, my, I, I saw my, my doctor the other day and he said, I, we, I don't have an answer for you. There's, there's really just not an answer with all this stuff. It's constantly changing and everything. And, and he said, yeah, you know, you know science does that science, science changes, science right. goes, but we got to trust the science that they told us if you don't like trust the science, but like the idea of science is challenging it going, why is this the way that it is? And I think like the thing about COVID, it was that it impacted every human being maybe a little bit differently because it's just so unique. Look, you can get into all the theories about, but so was the H1N1, Sean. So right, was, right. so was but the point. It all was. Why? But to me, I always said to myself, what well, if that was the case, why did we have this reaction to it? Why did we I, like to me, I like I work at a school and if you don't think this impacted people's ability to learn and get back oh, yeah. into doing what they're doing. Oh. Now, mind you, I'm talking about college kids, very disciplined college kids. And these kids are like, man, it's hard to get back into it. Like the people that are like the educators are like, man, getting this engine started back up. You know, they were off. Like, you, you know, how it is you get in a routine. You do what you got to do. You're good at it. Like we used to do drug cases. It's like, here's the steps. This is what we do. This is what we do. And if you don't do something, you're violating somebody's rights or you're really dumping the case. You're causing a problem. Imagine you're doing this as a professor, a professor that's teaching a complex subject that has a lot to do with a good lecture. And now you're trying to do it via video where you can't really watch what's going on. Now mm-hmm. take that whole thing. Like these are disciplined young adults that are doing this in an environment like I'm in and maybe a lot of other universities, but now take it down to high school and then take it down to middle school and now take it down to elementary school and tell me that this isn't going to have a long-term effect. The effects of the education process, I think breaking down and becoming more and more difficult are going to have a longer term effect than ever the COVID virus did. That's just my take on it. One person talking, watching three boys trying to go through this process of different age groups, one's in elementary, one's in middle, one's in uh, high school. And then I've got plenty of kids here that are great human beings that are going through this on a collegiate level. And everyone's trying to make it right. But again, 
I, I look at this and go, man, that is going to be something we need to keep an eye on for a long time. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Maybe an exposed education bear in some places. Like even Lori Lightfoot was upset with what was going on with the Chicago teachers union, which is probably one of the most powerful. Yeah, teachers they're going backwards the there. They're going backwards. Yeah. Right. And even yeah. she's saying for all the heat that she takes from conservative circles, she's even saying enough. And that's what this show's about. Like enough already. Like, like, look, right. we've got to learn to live with this thing. And it's funny. It's just me an observation that I made. The Supreme court made the ruling on the OSHA thing where, you know, X amount yeah, of two weeks ago, vaccine, vaccine mandates. And all of a sudden yeah. you're starting mm-hmm. to see everybody's like, oh, well, we got to learn to live with it now. Okay. There you go. And it's like, and I'm like, wait a minute, is this just me or is this timing or is it just coincidental that now Australia, uh, Scott, you were mentioning some other place where you're where they're, now they're yeah. going, all right, well, you know, okay. C- completely reversing it. Yeah, reversing right. it wide open. We're going back out. We're going to it. And you think to myself now, wait a minute, hold on a second. If this, if this decision was different and they said, well, no, they can do this. Would it still be like, cause I'm going to tell you, I follow the trip still cause I'm down here and I still like to hear about what's going on in Chicago. Every single day, the trip dropped a, this was the headline you needed to read right now. When it came like the phone goes, did it eat? And I look at it. It's a trip. Uh, they, they were getting ridiculous. Like there's a thing called COVID guilt now. Like I'm supposedly psychologically have to live with that. I tried to do everything I could to keep other people from getting it. But somehow, some way, someone near and dear to me still got it. They didn't die. Nothing happened. They just got. That's COVID. me, though. But, That's that, me. It, That's right. because of, you're thinking about me. Right. Can you get these things electronically, Chris? <laughs> Am I protected here? No. Yeah. It's funny thing. Think about that. Like HR people. Like HR people turned into the school nurse. Like, oh yeah, I have to come to you and say, I don't know what this is. My stomach hurts, but I'm afraid to say my stomach hurts because, you know, when this first started, everybody was buying toilet paper. Remember right. that? Remember right. that? Yeah. 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 Remember this way back in the day? It was like toilet papers were getting clear. I was like, wait a minute. What? Now we would look at that and go, what, what does that have to do with anything? Like toilet paper. Why were we? I still have like toilet? 300 rolls. Yeah, right. Exactly. You made a Ford out of it while you were home. Like I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring um, me my chicken nuggets and my toilet paper for. But you know, it's like I, I like I wanted to do an origami with the rolls <laughs> with the cardinal. My, my HR director wanted to go like, hey, if I get a bloody nose, do I have to report that to you? Do I have to, do I have to come forward and do something? Like, it's like, you know, it's like everything is on its head right now. And how do we get the ship back on course? I just think we just need to do as quickly as we adopted or adapted to the life of this. I think we need to quickly adapt. To getting back to the way that it was and I think not everything about the way it was should be back to that there are a lot of things that came to light during this like the Chauvin thing on the show we talked about that and like we need to take advantage of better opportunities and training and things like that but like getting people back to a sense of normalcy I mean I, I don't know you guys I think there's going to be some long-term psychological effects well that COVID there, especially kids there is. The, the little kids that have little kids that have right. had to wear masks right. on their face for two years right it's going to take some time to I think well, and, get out, get out of that. And, you know, and yeah. parents are, you know, explaining why they're doing that. And, and like just the social, I think the social interaction, you know, with the, with the younger kids and stuff like that. Well, I shouldn't say the younger kids. I mean, I think that's all the way up through high school kids, honestly, but right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just, th- I, I, I think that I was talking to a couple of people the other day and they were saying, had this not gone to be a political mess, you would have never known about it because well, it's, it was used as it, leverage at a presidential election. When what they're talking about having it. Yeah. Well, when did we not have a sore scratchy throat and went to work? 
and probably right. gave it to people. And when did we not have it? When you share a squad car with people, like exactly. you're leaving your, yeah. you're in it for 12 hours. You're hawking. You're training you're somebody as a field yeah, training right, officer. Right. You're, you're training a new officer. Steering wheel. I know there's yeah. guys that I know that really like cats that will get in a car and like wipe it down every time. I don't know about you guys. I just come in a car, turn the key and drive. And I look at that gas. And I didn't wipe things down or anything like that. But the bottom line is, is like, that's like part of it. And like, I'm going to be honest with you. There were police officers that died. We just recently had one back in Illinois that, you know, in an area in the area that we worked, we used to work. Um, and it, it took people's lives. There's no doubt about it, but, like, I, you know, in the past, it's like, to me, it's like one of two things. Either this was way worse than we were led to believe that it was all of the things that people said it escaped from a lab due to carelessness. And no one wants to acknowledge that because honestly, uh, the Chinese have a lot of influence. They're the most powerful economy in the world. Or people are going to stand to lose a lot of money if you piss them off for some reason. And it is what it is. We used to be that way. The United States, if you didn't do business with us, you, you suffered. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, the idea of this is either the worst or it was, you know, just something to be used to. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's tough to decide. Like, at times, I got to be honest with you, I as a police officer, I'm cautious. And I think it's good for cops to be cautious about things. We're sure. representations of government and we need to be there as individuals that say, hold on a second. This is not right. And this is why this is not working. And this is why, like, all of us had to go to work. If you were to think like. Other than and, and the and in the, the medical field, we couldn't take days off. We had to continue to show up. First responders, you know, nurses, things like that. Like, why were we not going to our graves at levels that were like exponentially higher than everybody else? I'm gonna tell you why, Sean, because what is the, what is one of the top three things that we have to do in our job? We have to remain calm and fix the problem. What everybody's doing here along the with the third one is complain. The third one is everybody. Every, <laughs> <laughs> that's number one. Uh, but you have to stay calm and you have to deal with what's at hand. And that's what we do where what happened here was, is everybody got all hyped up and nobody, calm, nobody got them calmed down. And, and, mm -hmm. and the people like us are going, wait a minute, slow down. It's it, mm -hmm. let's get all the mm -hmm. facts. It was just every day. People were dying. People are dying. The sky's falling. Buildings are burning. Children are dying. And mm -hmm. that's the way. It, and nobody stopped. And for that one minute and said, wait a minute, we've got to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Let's take a breath and figure this out. It was all day constantly. You're getting punched in the face with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And nobody took the time to go, hey, why don't we put a little group together? Let's how bad. How bad is this? Right. Then they started throwing money at it. Right. And then, and then you, let me ask you guys this, your thoughts on this, like a lot in the news lately, I'm seeing like, man, that building in New York that caught on fire and like, you know, a, a really high number of people died in that. And a lot of them were children. So children are dying. And I think to myself, like, all right, I'm just trying to put two and two together here. Like, why did this happen? What are some of the circumstances around it? Now, now if no one was permitted to come to work, just like with the social services programs, like with, uh, kids that are involved in the foster care situation, foster care agents, whatever they're called, whatever state you're in, were not allowed to go and check on people and their conditions with foster families that get in this. And just like police, there are some good ones, good foster families and bad ones, people that are just using the system to their own gain, not really taking care of kids, things like that. I was listening to an article about that, you know, uh, in another podcast, uh, the 12 blocks podcast from city journal if you want to listen to it it was about it talked about social service and the person out there said all of these things particularly one place particularly in california they were told don't go to work you're off 
You're getting paid. You're just off. Don't go and check yeah. on these things. Now, was there, was there an inspector in New York that should have checked those things? Are these the things peripherally to this that no one's been doing forever? And now smoke detectors don't work. Fire alarms don't work. People aren't there checking them. Now, it depended upon where Respo- you're at. Response well, times are higher. Right, right, way higher. And, and people retired and we didn't get people hired back up because kids were like, school was canceled. I couldn't graduate to get my degree to go be a police officer, a federal agent or anything like that. Everybody tells you it takes twice as long. So these are the things that you've got to like enough already. Let's get back on with what we're going to do That's and deal it. with it's, it. Yes. Stop overwhelming the system with yes. things that historically didn't kill young people. Uh, right. Hospitals took forever, four hours wait time and urgent cares around the country. It's like four hours to get a basic treatment. And like, and that is just because of COVID. Like, Say you cut your hand open, say, you know, you impaled yourself on something. Obviously, you'll get in there. But the wait time for beds was like yeah. all impact of it. The people in the health care field, when the initial surge were not as worked as bad as the Omicron, which was not as problematic. And you got over it quicker. So these are the things you look at. It's like, look, look, folks, we're losing like sight of things that haven't been happening for the longest time. And as police, we're going to see these peripheral effects probably about six months to a year down the road from now. Like, you know, there are more, you know, abuse circumstances because we never could get on it unreported. You know what I mean? All of these things that are like going on, like what is happening with the rest of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of here, here, uh, here, when I was sick, obviously I was going to the doctor and hospital related stuff emergency room times are around here in the suburbs we're getting to like seven hours right seven right. hours like, to go to the emergency, emergency room there, right, right you know right. And, I, and i'm not that's not the fault of anybody there i'm just saying like you talk about that kind of stuff like when would you ever think that you would you know people hopefully you never have to go to the emergency but, room but right. if you do you're and, and they're going to prioritize based on what you you know what your situation is but seven hours to wait and right. and and we had uh urgent cares like the urgent care like the local you know the walk-in doctor mm-hmm. offices that mm-hmm. you can go into without an appointment mm-hmm. um the one where i went to um they were so crowded that day they they had to close they're supposed to be open till five o'clock they were only open i, I think it was five o'clock they were only open till 1 30 they couldn't take any more patients i mean these Nurses and doctors and staff were just tapped out. And you're and coming like, in there for something else. And they're like, okay, what's the problem right. with COVID? And you're like, I'm but not here that, for COVID. I'm not here but, for COVID. But, yeah, I broke but my Sean, wrist. That's a, yeah, but, right. but Sean, that's exactly what you're saying about you're going to see these. You're seeing people finally just getting back, wanting to get back to normal because they're seeing that. And five years ago, you had a scratchy throat or you had you had a cough or whatever. You don't go. When we were kids, what? When did you go to the emergency room? When my eye was hanging out. Right. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, right. you got Vicks vapor rub on the bottom of your feet. And, you know, <laughs> and I think what right. happened though now is, is I think people they hear that and then they gotta go. Well, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And then they find this out that this they is had, it. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I don't have to tell you guys when I. Had but they don't it, do nothing. Yeah. Like they like, don't go back do home, anything until you're in Scott's position. And he got two canisters of oxygen out of that. Yeah. Like yeah. he's ready for laughing a deep dive. Gas. He's ready for, he's ready for a gas. deep dive now. Like, <laughs> but I mean, but they didn't I might wear it back to work. work. Yeah. Right. Just like <laughs> roll it in with that roller thing. The little wheel thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they um, didn't do anything or they wouldn't do anything until 
you were at Scott's level and I, whether, and it, whether it was five years ago or even now, they're not doing anything. They're letting you ride it out unless you had, you were in Scott's position, right. but everybody just wanted to Shouldn't know. Shouldn't it have like, been that way all along? I agree. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I well, and, the, and, and, right. You talk about the what fact that said, Illinois had a real high compliance rate, like mandatory and people did it and their numbers were no better than anybody else. And in some no. cases you might say worse because yeah. like, what are we did all these things? None of it worked. Now is the well, new I'm norm. A, everybody's going to wear a mask every time the flu season's coming in. Yeah, because you well, guys know how it is. Like you, you get it, and you're like, oh, this is it, man. Holy yeah, crap. the last one in that. my last my last day there, I wasn't feeling good, and 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 Debbie Debbie's like, are you going to go test? I go no because a it's my last day, right. and b what am I going to do if I got it? Right. Nothing. Right. I'm going to take right. a couple aspirin, lay in bed, and I'll be better tomorrow. Right. It doesn't well, matter. To, like, right. I, all I got to do is know I have it. Right. right. And to your point, Sean, the it's been, well, like Chris, you said it too. It's been highly politicized. This oh, was, absolutely. you know, there was been, so much political nonsense surrounding the COVID stuff that it just, you're just throwing bombs back, you know, back and forth about, well, you didn't handle it right. No, you didn't handle it right. And we need to do this and we need to do that. And, Everybody seemed like they had to just try to outdo each other because th that that therefore meant a better response to it. And like those other countries and just kind of this, I don't know, I, I, maybe some of it does have to do with that OSHA you know, ruling that came down and that you hear people from both parties saying, okay, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, right. we, we need to get things going again. We're dealing, you know, with an economy that's really not doing well right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got it. We got it. We got to prioritize. Long. Well, yeah. And that's our next, you know, thing to, to go into as well is that you've got all these people Inflation, getting sick. Yeah. Rates. And, and, and are, are, you know, people need to put food on the table. People need to put gas right. in their car. People mm -hmm. want to buy homes, you know, we people, empty shelves that, too. We got that empty stuff shelves doesn't change. I got to yeah. buy two more hotels for park place. Supply, right. Supply <laughs> chain, supply chain management. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I, I right. couldn't believe it. I've, right. I've ventured out now and gluten you go to some of these stores. Eat, the only stuff that's in there right. is that gluten-free crap. Right. 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 Wait, 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 I don't want this. Like, and, yeah, and people, I can't like, Look, it, it's a supply chain management issue. And a lot of had to do with the ports in China were closed down because they thought the Omicron was going to be worse. This is what you're told. But the bottom line is, is like, look, at a certain point, people are like, well, I need bread, I need water, I need food. You know what I mean? These are the things that I need. And it's like, can we just please get back to this? Because we've proven the fact that it wasn't as bad as they said it was going to be. And, and, I, and I think you have both sides of the fence doing that, Sean. I think you have both sides of the fence going, okay, enough's enough. When, right. when I, I sold before we moved, I sold two cars that were that I had for two years. I sold them for five hundred dollars less than I bought them for. I was going to say you probably got top dollar. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because you. I, I mean, you you look here. I don't know, like where you guys are at, but you drive around here past the car dealerships. The dealership lots are empty. Really? I, I mean, not 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 empty, but they're very scarce. The cars and. Um, I had to take one of our cars to a dealership in one of the other suburbs to get some warranty work done on it. And they didn't even have any cars in the showroom. Yeah. It was weird. I, th I thought, I'm like, wait, wait, I'm like, what are they doing? Are they like, you know, rotating in the new models or something like that? 
And it's like, no, there's just it's finally all catching up to there's, us. There's there's no cars in the showroom. Right. And, right. and um, finally all catching up. And the demand what, is so high, inflation's impacting this. I'm no economist, but look at a certain point, your dollars only going to go so far. Right. And you look at this and you think to yourself, like, look, you and like I said earlier, businesses can't keep people on the job. And they're paying like, like, you know, a lot of these places went beyond the minimum wage, like the minimum wage is like, you can debate the minimum wage all day, the minimum yeah. wage. And a lot of people feel, and I agree with this employees drives work down because if I keeps rising, I can't hire enough people. Well, that alone is not the problem. The problem is, is people come in and do it. They're like, I don't want to do this. I want to go back home to doing nothing. It's like getting everything back to normal again. And yeah. I, like, I don't understand it. it we, like, this is the whole thing. Like trust the experts. Wait, this has never really happened to us before. We didn't shut right. the whole world down. Yeah. Who's an expert? So, who yeah. the hell's right. the expert? And, right. I, and it's easy to throw Fauci on the fire. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I personally find the man repugnant. Like you can't yeah. question him. He works right. for government. I'm a police officer. I can be questioned, spit on, told all sorts of things. And people are like, well, you deserve that. Well, he's he, he works for the government like I do. And he sits up there and he acts all indignant when people are getting upset about some of the things they're questioning him on. Right. Like we hate it when we're being accused of being racist. But if I tried to testify somewhere the way that that man does when somebody was coming down my throat, right. I'd so be arrogant. the bad guy. Yeah. Like right. it's like, and look, look, dude, I, whether you agree with Fauci or not, the bottom line is, is that at this point, a lot of people have been inconvenienced by the things that he said to do, particularly our freedom. Our medical freedom is out the window now. Mm -hmm. Everything is free to be told. You know what right. I mean? And that's a choice that you make on your own. Like Scott said, I'm going to will, I'm willingly doing this, but if I don't want to do that, we now live in a time where part of our freedoms were really broken down that are actually kind of the norm. We have an entire generation of children that never lived under any condition other than this. This was the first big medical thing that they saw. And it's just like, Oh, you got to disclose everything. They'll be walking up and tell people all sorts of things. And you're like, well, you can't have that job. You know, or you can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, how do we reel this all back in and get back to normal? To me, what was right. troubling is half of our country was willing to say, I'll do whatever the government tells me. And right. I work in a profession where I'm like, Hey, sir, you can't do that. You're a racist pig. It's like, I'm just telling you, you can't speed. It has nothing right. to do with <laughs> right. me having this crazy authority issue. So I'm like, you will listen blindly to people tell you trust the science and the science changed every day as it should, because they're figuring this out as it goes. But I got to trust the science. I can't question it, though. Well, then why isn't that applied to me as a police officer? Why is right. my authority unquestionable? By the time I'm dealing with you, there's laws have been written. There's case law that's been established. I'm telling you what I need to do. But now I can be manipulated into being this racist, horrid oppressor. And I can be questioned on everything. And that's what truly leads to people's deaths. Like I, he, he, this cop, I don't have to listen to him. I can run. I can fight. And I can do all these things. We talked about that on the Bucks, uh, on the show with uh, uh, Smith, Dave Smith. Uh, about yeah. uh, Dave Smith, uh, Buck Savage. He was like, yeah, I mean, like you don't have the right to do that. Well, right. why is it good here and not good there? Way more people were oppressed, or at least their freedoms, or your ability to move about freely were infringed upon by a virus that we really couldn't tell killed any more people than anybody else, because a lot of these, this is data. And when I right. say, look, you know, look at, and we're going to have a great guy on data. We're going to call him uh, Bobby Stats, by the way, is what we're going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Stats is our guy. He's from Seattle. This is a great show coming up, folks. Listen to this <clears throat> one. This guy is awesome. Tomorrow. Scrapping tomorrow. Cutting through <laughs> the crap. Uh, well, actually, by the time the show's come out, it's going to be last week. Yeah, last week. So yeah, it's, weird. Like, it's like Back like, to the I, Future. You know what I am? I'm I'm Doctor Strange right now. I just <laughs> like Doctor Strange. Moving back to the Spider Verse. Um, but it's like you know what form of government? Like I, I look, I don't want anybody kneeling before government. I don't. I, I'm a cop, and I don't want anybody kneeling before no. government. Like we are, we we are governed through consent. 
and we weren't there was no idea of consent in any of this what's whatsoever no like, they literally ran, ran it down our throats and, and god forbid we ask right right and god if i want to we ask if i want to run the risk of staying in my own home and not spreading it to anybody else and it takes my life that's the risk i take look right. i'm a police officer i go out and face risks every day and you know, I, I, for 21 years worked the street like that. It's like, look, those are things you got to just inherit and deal with, but other people's freedoms shouldn't be infringed upon that because, you know, like, uh, look, protecting the spread and everything else. People will tell you that all along. I firmly believe that this was not just about the spread. It was also about, let's see how far we could push people and to see how far they'll go along, get in line. And, you know, uh, it's, it's still, it's right. It's still happening in Illinois. I mean, Illinois is like a prison state and it's it's mandate after mandate after mandate. And it just goes on and on and on with no end in sight. I mean, you you try to you read up on when will the you know, when will this mask mandate here end here? You know, oh, who knows? And it's just it ends ends when you go to Lake Geneva to your big ass house up there. The governor himself was caught early on in this entire process, lecturing us about this. And again, this is what pissed off most Americans. Like I'm standing at the side of your car, lecturing you about speeding. You're like, are you just going to write me the ticket or what? I've been told that numerous times by people. Are you going to lecture me or am I going to just going to get the ticket? I'm like, I guess I got a point. Here's the ticket or go on your way. We're being lectured about what we got to do in this. And oh, by the way, my family and, and, and some of the people that were the biggest people's lecturing on this were caught in Florida, Partying without masks on. Pelosi bought a house down here. AOC was in Miami. And again, and and I'd be like, "Oh, you guys are getting political again." The bottom line is, is that the people that didn't, that that weren't pushing this, I don't hold them accountable for not wearing a mask in a place because they're like, "You don't need to do this. You're not. I'm not making you as your governor do this." But if I'm a governor and I can step right over the state line into Wisconsin at my place in Lake Geneva, and you see me eating an ice cream cone standing out in a public place, like that's hypocritical. It's like right. when, well, you let a cop go speeding, but you don't let me. We hear this stuff all the time as cops. And right. people are willing to accept that because right. it agrees with their mind. I voted people for that don't, guy, so they're first right. Not everybody has the means to do that. Right. There's probably a lot of people that would love to take a trip to Florida to get away from mm-hmm. some of this stuff mm-hmm. to take a vacation. But right. either yeah. they just they can't afford it or right. <clears throat> they can't afford it because things have happened with their jobs or other restrictions or whatever it is. So when you see those politicians doing that kind of stuff, that should really make people angry. Right. Well, like you said, it's yeah, very hypocritical. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't, I don't watch the NFL and, and you, you don't have to call it political. You don't have to call it whatever. Like this whole, like people might say, Oh, you're going to political. No, it's not political. I don't like the NFL because of the whole black lives matter thing. I don't watch baseball because of the same thing. I just don't do it because that's what I believe. I don't go, eh, you know, well, I, I like the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm just going to watch them or mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I'm going to watch the bears. Cause I just, no, I, I don't, it's my personal preference not to. So therefore I stand behind it. Mm-hmm. They're on the news preaching about, you know, masks and, you know, you shouldn't go out, you shouldn't do this. And then you shouldn't do that. And then, and they go down there and do it, which to me with my ethics and my, and my standards they don't believe in what they're even saying, or they don't right. truly believe right. what they I mean, what, what it, they believe in. It's definitely that thing we talked about, like where your your level of hypocrisy is calculated. Yes. It's completely calculated. Like mm-hmm. you're telling us this, like we live in an age like these folks have not realized because they're constantly surrounded by people that agree with them because all of those people that they're surrounded by are getting paid because of that person. Like, so I'm a congresswoman, I have a staff or man or whatever, you, and and I preach things. 
they're just going to, you know, I mean, like they're not going to tell you what you don't want to hear. That's any uh, artists go through that. Athletes go through it. Anybody that gets a lot, chiefs of police get through that. You know, watch commanders are surrounded by people. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. And they start making decisions. And you're like, man, nobody can stand up to you because if they do, they right. get destroyed or fired. Or they, they, there's also the idea that I want to be part of this community. I don't want to be kicked out of it. And the idea of that is that what, what aggravated me the most was it was literally on full display so often. Good for thee, not for me. And again, as a police officer, I tried my whole career to get my arms around that in the position of authority that I had. Because I'm going to tell you, I would, as a cop, I way touched way more people, ordinary citizens than the governor does. The governor does things that touch more people, but interactions with those people, the government's in a handshaking line and he's gone or she's gone. But the bottom line is, as a police officer, I thought, look, man, look, here's what's fair. What's fair is fair. I would expect to get jammed for this. So that's what I'm doing with you. Look, or give me a good reason why in this individual experience, I should use my discretion to not jam you for this. And right. it's it's like, and, and, and what I'm saying to our listeners is not, you got to agree with me. You don't have to agree with me. So like, get on, send me an email. Sure. You know, you give Chris, give him this, give him this. What's the email address again? It's three cops talk at gmail.com. Number three cops talk at gmail.com. Send it. Send us, send us a message. Give us your thoughts. I mean, we love to hear it because we want to develop shows over this, but the bottom line is you don't have to agree with me, but the bot, to me, there was hypocrisy on full display throughout all of this. It's like yeah. the things that we see all the time that we try to work really hard. The vast majority of police officers do. They try to work on, how can I do something that's not so completely hypocritical? In our world, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, you had a guy that enforced certain things, but then went out and did those things himself. We ostracized that guy. We're like, you're full of it, man. Right. You're out here jamming people for this. And I watched you do that. Like right. you go race around with a seatbelt on. You do this, you do that. You know, I'm just talking about traffic. It's like, you, you don't do that. That's not right. Live by the code, live by the honor and the thing you swear to do. We're not, I, I don't know if on a lot of levels, we're just not living in those days anymore. And, and it's really, no. really aggravating, frustrating. And so many people don't see it for what it's worth in my, in my eyes. I mean, I'm like, you know, whining on here about that, but no. And I think you're right. I mean, and, and it's just, it's, it's like, and it's like for me, when I run, <clears throat> when I'm out there on the street, I give, I, there's a certain leeway on, on things that, that I do. And I try not to break when I'm on my personal, uh, my personal car, I try and stay within the parameters that I give people leniency on. Yeah, right. And, 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 and that's what I try. And there was a situation years ago in South Carolina. I got, I, I told a story on, I think it was episode two about how I just screwed up traffic. And I went to the right, I should have went to the left and I got this trooper on me, but that's, it was a whole funny story. But when he came with the car, I was doing over what I give leniency on. And I told him flat out, he gave me a warning, but I told him flat out, I get it. I, I, I would jam you for this too, because mm-hmm. that's the, that's the code I live by. Right. I usually get pe- I'm mad at people about their shoes not being shined. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's see like a, myself. Yeah. Where's it's, your it's gig a, line? Get, fix it was your gig a, line. Yeah. It was a very, <laughs> there, it was actually a very obscure Illinois traffic code about that. About It's like it's one not, of those things not, like, like one, one of those weird laws, like, uh, Officer Nene talks about like the things that you can't do. And it's like right. the uh, driving without shoes and driving with shine. Yeah. Shoes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if you it's step like out of the vehicle and I made him, yeah. do that's the like walking. making somebody do the captain Morgan stance to get out of stuff. But, but uh, I made him do the walk and turn with shine <laughs> shoes. Like, all right, all right, those are nice. Okay. On your way, right. sir. Very good. 
Is that a neutral <laughs> as a kind of a top layer there? Is it a spit uh, shine or is it a little bit more out of a out of a jar? Um, but again, you know, like look, I, it's just I, I think we've reached the point where you know we had one of our own here on the show that experienced it, and here he is, he's back with us. Um, right. Scott is not as old as Chris and I. Right. So the one he Thanks. usually busts. Thankfully, he, just, he, yeah, but we he usually busts. This no, I, I am, I am now. I, totally I aged off of this. Scott's now actually. I can almost retire. Yeah, I can almost retire. He's got and he's got the points for Social Security too, so he's going to totally work that system. <laughs> right, 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 um, right. But how did and, I come out of this on Medicare? Yeah, how did I come out on this on top? Like I'm, I'm actually making money doing this, uh, but it, it was just something that I felt like with time, people are, I think you, I, I don't know about you guys. I think it's palatable. I think on both sides, to Chris's point, people are like yes. enough. Let's just yeah, get man. back on with my kids. Can't do this. Like, or you can only do part of it. Like hockey, we're experiencing that because we're traveling to different places in the country. And it's just like, there's a rule here that exists, but doesn't exist there. Like we're literally sending our kids out on the ice to smash into each other at maybe 15 to 20 miles an hour, but they better have their masks on when they come into the rink. Like right. you're more than likely to suffer a concussion of some sort, which right. happened with one of my son's teams, than like maybe come down with the virus. And if you got the virus, you're likely going to get over it quicker than some sort of thing that happened with your head that you're going to now right. be at risk for for the rest of your career. And that was like the hypocrisy of it. It's like we're driving in the middle of a snowstorm, but the warning was if you get in here and you don't have your mask on, I just drove through 12 inches of snow to get here to play in right. a game that really has no meaning, but you're on my ass about not a wearing a yeah. mask. Right. Like yeah. what's really going to kill me? Like what's really going right. to put me at risk? And it's just like the hypocrisy of it, I think is like making so many people. And so I, I think a lot of people can't even reasonably articulate their frustration with it. Like this idea of, okay, even if I support it, I, I, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, well to your I, point, especially when yeah. you, when you travel, when you come from somewhere like here, like Illinois, that's mm -hmm. super strict, mm -hmm. you know, everything's a knee jerk reaction. Like we got to lock everything down. Right. You know, if you're somebody that doesn't leave Illinois that often, you then you go, you, you know, maybe you're not thinking about it as much, but like you go to other states or I go down to Florida from time to time. And at the height of it here, you'd go down there and it's like, wait a second, what, right. how, how right. am I in the same country here? I right. just left a place that I was at three and a half hours ago on an airplane. Right. And now I'm, I'm three and a half hours away from there. And I can run around, no mask on, go in a restaurant. I can basically right. do whatever. And not to mention the fact that there's a significant amount of retired and, and, and above age people Elderly around. People in Florida, right? right. And, 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 and I, I, you know, and Del Boca Vista. Like, right, right. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, and then, I, and then the terrible thing is you, you know, I go to Florida for a week. And then you come back here and it's like, oh, my God, it makes it feel even worse because right. now you're back to this thing. You're thinking, right. wait a second. I survived down there for right. a week, but now I got to now I got to come back to this. Right. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the, the with everybody being on the same page of, OK, let's let's work on getting past this and get back to being Americans we yes. need that. People need that. Like we all collectively need that because now the big hurdle is in like, we started talking about it, inflation and, right. and the cost of everything mm -hmm. that's going up. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is going to be another level of stress that people are starting to deal with. And yep. I, I see it. I, I, again, I don't know what you're seeing there. I mean, I, I talked 
I was listening to something today. They were just talking about that in the next couple of months, gas is going to be up to about $4 a gallon. Well, that hurts people that are trying to get to work. That hurts people that want to take vacations. People Mm -hmm. who rely on driving jobs like truck drivers that spend a Mm -hmm. ton of money on fuel. Mm -hmm. And then, and then that cost just has a ripple effect on everything. And it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting bad. So now it's like, we need to get, we need to get past this COVID thing. So we can start worrying about the next thing that we need to deal because with. Because the next hiccup is everybody's going to be out and everybody's going to be out going, oh, wow, man, gas is $4 a gallon. Right. I'm pissed off. I'm really yep. pissed off. And what that translates to for cops, it's like more and more altercations between people, more and more problems, more and more. Right. Like like it's like the barn's thrown open again and the animals are like, woohoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. That alone, like people just being out and doing more. I, I mean, it's just I think we're going to see the second wave of the peripheral problems created from COVID, but we won't be able to track it as effectively because like you know, you, you st- I, I don't know about you guys, and maybe I'm the natural cynic here, and I look at this and I go, this is completely political. That's just what I believe. I'm not telling anybody they got to agree with me or not, and I will listen to whatever I'm told to do when it's time to do it with those kind of things, as long as I'm not disruptive to the process and, and I can live with myself. Let me just leave it at that. I'm not telling anybody out there, this is what I think you should do. <laughs> right. I have to live with myself and the decisions that I make, and that's all that the, the point of this is. But the, the thing you got to worry about now is, how are we going to keep track of all the peripheral problems that this created and starting back up? We started the show by talking about like earlier in the show, we were talking about education, the education process. Education has been laid like asunder, wide open, ripped apart. Like people are now questioning the usefulness of education in our lives. Like if you can do all of this via video, why do we need that many teachers? Why do we need to like, this is like, like the long-term effects of these things. The great depression didn't last forever, but it had a long lasting effect on the way our country operated for the longest time. And what got us out of it was going to a world war. Are we prepared for that? This is the same type of thing, this level of confusion that exists in Europe with the collapsing of one kind of like influential type of power. And those were the monarchies and things like that. And then all of these crazy things were going on in the world. And then Archduke Ferdinand got capped and, the next thing you know, we're in for like close to 60, 70 years of a meat grinder of a war. I'm like, yeah, what you know, those are the things that I think about looking at history and like and this idea that we're not proud of our own country anymore. We're not, you know, we're not citizens. We're just these global participants in what's going on here. And like, I'm going to tell you right now, I like the Australians are descendants by and large. They were conquerors of a continent like we were and the indigenous people suffered at their hands and everything else, but how they responded to this versus how the United States responded. Like some places in the United States, we're willing to do that, but like they were locking up people down there. Yeah, right. it was crazy. That was crazy. And now today it's like, okay, it's over. We're done. Wait, yeah. sorry. You can hey, all go. Home. You can all go home. It's I'm fine. Sorry. We infringe upon your freedom and made you feel less of a human being because you disagreed with this whole process and you really wouldn't affect anybody that would have been affected by anyway, but we're done. Okay, cool. Let's go back to it. Like, it's not that easy getting back to normal we right. need to but that's but that's be prepared be for the hiccups the, that's going to be part of that and i think just like you said at the beginning of the show i don't care what side of the fence you're on people are done because i even think that the other side of the fence i think the liberals are realizing that they don't they're not even getting the truth and i think people are just done with it and they want to move on but we are going to have a lot of peripheral problems coming out of this right i'll tell you one thing with your your point on the education. One thing I see that I've read about that seems to be happening here, which maybe it's, maybe it's, 
well, probably considered a good thing. These, unfortunately, like the city of Chicago and Cook County has a lot of underperforming schools, you know, and that's always what people say, like, Mm -hmm. oh, they get, everybody gets paid so much and we put so much tax money towards it. Yet these students are, you know, they're below everyone else across the country. Well, there was something they were, that I had read yesterday about how they were taking a lot. I don't know if it was COVID money or, you know, relief money or whatever it was, but people were giving the opportunity to go to charter schools or private schools and, Mm -hmm. and some of these things, you know, and it doesn't sit well with certain people. That's for sure. <clears throat> well, right. So if, if it creates a situation where, I mean, I guess if I lived in a, in a, in a local income area and I was hoping that my kids were going to be getting a decent education and I felt that they weren't, or they were being used as kind of pawns in some political kind of games, I would want my kids to get the best education. If I got one of these vouchers or one of these opportunities where they right. say, Hey, Mm -hmm. you can choose where your kid's going to go to school. You have this, however many choices you can have from whatever kind of schools there. I'm not really familiar with the process, but, but if that was an opportunity and you went to that school and said, Oh my God, look at how well all these kids do that go to this school. Well, I want my kid to go to this school. You know, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to give me the opportunity to send my kids to these other schools or through a voucher program or funding, whatever it is. Yeah. I want them to go there. So who maybe that shakes up some of the education system in and around Chicago and forces that maybe to get better or to, you know, for them to kind of reevaluate it. I don't know. I mean, if you look at something similar back in the day, remember when the baseball players went on strike and everybody was really pissed off on them and baseball numbers went down, attendance, things like that. It can rebound. The education system, I think, can rebound. But I think right now, in a lot of places, people are very angry about this. Like, imagine you're a single mom and you're like, I'm constantly waiting to be able to get back to my office and work and not be surrounded by children all day. But I need to get back to work and my work's back. But now the schools are going, well, we're not coming back. So, right. What do I do? What do I do? Right. Like, like what is, what has happened is like, I think in some ways it's been tone deaf. Like, and look, as a profession, the police have been tone deaf for a while. We, we did this forever. Like we, we don't listen to you. You don't know what we do. You don't know what it's like to be a cop. And now we're at, you know, for a while, nobody really trusted us. I think right. some of that's changing as of late. Like people are kind of waking up to certain things about this and seeing what this whole hating the police thing really brought us. Uh, and a lot of those cities that were really adamant about it are now not. They're like financing and doing the things they do. But I think one of the things that the teachers have to deal with just and I'll tell you this. Look, they're right. You know, they could listen to the three of us and go, you know what the problem is? There's not enough of you guys out there talking like you guys are. You, you right. all stood silent when this was going on. I mean, hey, I'll say the same thing about teachers right now. If there was a lot of you that really wanted to get back into your classrooms and start teaching kids because you're just as pure about your work as I am about mine. You need to kind of understand, hey, welcome to our world. There was plenty yep. of you that maybe wanted to do it, but you all stood there silently while your leader said, no, we're not going back. We're not. And that right. and that pissed people off. Like right. there were so many things going on in certainty. You read it every day on the trip about what was going on with them. Like you couldn't ask for a way like a more like textbook version of killing your brand than what the right. Chicago teachers union did. And I'm not saying that's every teacher in Chicago. I bet you a good portion of those teachers were like, I want to go back. But these are the but things. That, that but but that, but again, but that's like everything else. You're absolutely right. But what what's going to get on the news and what's going to get the press and everything else is, you know, the fact of the the you know we can't send our kids back. Just you know, I don't know. They find the one person that says that, 
out of the right. thousands that are like, we need to get back on with this. My kids right. are fine. Right. They've been running right. around playing ball crawls and everything else. And nobody had masks on. I'm like, they're playing hockey games. They're doing everything. And these kids are resilient. They were the least affected by this. Schools should get back to work because the longer term problem, we're seeing this as cops because we've watched it. That's what we talked about on that show on SROs. Talk to an SRO. They're telling you your future customers as cops. They know who everybody is. If we don't get these kids back into a structured environment of learning, academia is going to suffer for years, if not decades. Because like, like I said earlier, try to convince somebody from the inner city that the police are going to change and they're going to get better and they're going to go like this to you. No, they're not. Because I don't believe right. it. I'm constantly told every single day that I'm not. And there are some proof that I'm constantly reinforced, whether it's true or not in this case. Now, tell me that kids aren't going to feel this across the board. Like, how do they take school seriously? Right. Are they that resilient? Maybe they are. Maybe they can come back and rebound from it. But for the rest of your life, you'd be like, I don't trust them. When's the next time they're going to pull the carpet out from under my feet? And I'm going to be at home again, learning on a computer right. and getting bad grades. You know, I mean, right. that, that's my take on it. And Or cheating or cheating and getting good grades and not learning anything. Right. Right. I've never so. done that. I've never done that. I mean, uh, I, my school, if you do that, you get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's I've I, never I, done that. I've never done that ever. <laughs> it's true. And there's no proof of it. You can't prove it. This is, <laughs> this is a polygraph. This is actually uh, just a headset. Um, but anyway, you know, that's kind of a good wrap on this. I mean, it was a kind of a bitch session. We're glad Scott's back. We're glad we got a chance, the three of us, to talk with you all again, everybody on the show. Um, again, please uh, reach out to us in our uh, in our world. I can't say it enough. I know we don't plug it enough on the show because we just start talking, but we're not hearing right. from you. We like to hear more from you, people from wherever. And when Chris right. gives you this information, please reach out to us. We got some ideas for shows, what your experience was. You want to come on our show, reach out to us. Right. Glad to put you on, give you an opportunity to talk with us and talk to our audience. We're, we're growing every day. More and more people are listening to us, but we'd love to hear a little bit more from you. And right. uh, I think the new year, we're going to try to do some more of that and have the ordinary Joes on this show to really kind of speak to it. Right. And to, to, to build that bridge for sure. Well, Sergeant Scott, I'm glad you're back. And yeah. you, know, Thank you. you sound like I got to get back. I got to get back on the oxygen. Right. right. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. I got to go. Do you want to take your pulse off before we go? Close <laughs> it out with that? <laughs> Don't like so, that cigarette, Scott. <laughs> But uh, everybody, again, thank you for listening and please go where you get your podcasts and leave a subscription or subscribe and uh, leave a rating review to three cops talk. It's a number three cops talk. And also go to the website or send us an email three cops talk at gmail.com. The number three cops talk at gmail.com because like Sean said, and uh, Scott was referring to earlier, we're going to get some people on the show so we can, you know, really start bridging this gap and, and getting stuff back to way, you know, what I guess what used to be whatever that was or some type of normality, but that's, that's really what our goal is for, uh, for the show. So everybody, thank you very much and have an awesome blessed day.